Hello, this is In the Family Fantasy Football Podcast. We are doing the NFC North today. Nick is here. Hunter is here along with him. And uh, if you didn't get a chance to look at the last podcast, we did the AFC North. We talked about the fantasy assets in the AFC North, which ones to grab, which ones to hold, which ones to keep away from. And that was me and Nick. So, uh, guys, how are we doing today? Fantastic. Fantastic. Hunter got... Hunter did a long weekend of golfing, so I hope that was fun. You got a good tan, uh, you know, had a couple uh, beverages, hit the ball around the course. It was a good time. Good. And Nick, you had a big family vacation, didn't you? Yeah, I um, I avoided golfing. Um, but yeah, hung out, played some volleyball, uh, did a little hiking. Yeah, it was good. All right, well, let's get started with uh, the the Bears. We're starting with the Bears, the bottom of the barrel, in our my opinion, the worst team. And uh, let's get started on them. Okay, so they added quite a few pieces this year. They added Dante Foreman, they added DJ Moore, they added Robert Tunyon. And in the draft, they got Roshan Johnson and Tyler Scott as far as uh, assets to build their team. But let's start with the most controversial room, the running back room. So, Hunter, give me your thoughts on Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson, and Dante Foreman. Who is your number one, who is your number two, and who is your number three, and why? Well, you're right. It's pretty speculative, I think, right now. Um, Anytime you've got Justin Fields, that's your number one running back, in my opinion. So... Um, it, I mean, we're going to talk about the running backs, but Justin Fields ran for 1,100 yards last year um, and led that team in rushing significantly. So all of these three of these guys, that's going to be a committee. Um, Herbert had, uh, let me look here, 731 rushes, uh, rushing yards um, on 130 carries for an average of 5.7. So um, immediately you got to think that I think he's the number one, but in my opinion, he's the number two because Justin Fields is going to lead that team um, in rushing yards every single year. So uh, I like Herbert though, if I were to pick one of them. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't really get it because Herbert's been hyper efficient for what, two or three years now? Like probably arguably looked like the best running back in the backfield and he's still just been, you know, kind of parked as the change of pace slash you know handcuff back uh so now does he get to be turned loose or is Roshan Johnson going to move into that lead back spot and he's going to continue in his role is there something the coaching staff just doesn't like about him or I I don't really understand because it seems like he should have been turned loose a while ago last year um you know what it is Dante Foreman and Khalil Herbert both struggled with catching the football so I think Roshan Johnson will be the third down back. But does Khalil Herbert take over first and second down? If he does, he's a serviceable RB3 or RB4. Because like Hunter said, a lot of the rushing is going to go to Justin Fields. But also we've seen running backs be very successful with like Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders' career got resurrected because of Jalen Hurts. So is that going to happen to Khalil Herbert or is Roshan going to take it? Those are the two I want to take a risk on. 
but one injury and Dante Foreman is always in there getting great yardage and great points per game. So all of them are interesting to stash and just try to find out. But uh, take a risk on Herbert or Roshan is what I would do, whichever one you prefer. Okay, let's get to the quarterback. Justin Fields, how good is he, Nick? Um, I mean, he's obviously good as a fantasy quarterback. Um, but anytime these these quarterbacks start creeping up around 1,000 yards, I start getting nervous because it's, it's tough to string a couple of years with that many carries and that many hits together without getting hurt. Um, so I, I like him, but you should probably think about a backup option because, you know, the odds that he runs for a thousand yards two years in a row are not high. That's true. Hunter, what are you? Uh, you know, I'm still a little salty that Justin Fields transferred from Georgia. So, <laughs> you know, as a Georgia fan, I got stuck with Jake, Jake Fromm instead of Justin Fields, but I do like Justin Fields. Um, people, I think, kind of forget, um, maybe not everybody, but man, Josh Allen had a couple tough years at the start of his career um, he where he, I mean, he wasn't very good. Like people thought he was kind of on that Carson Wentz route of like, you know, kind of that so-so quarterback in my opinion like oh yeah a couple good years decent starter and then he blew up into a superstar uh tons of more weapons around him this year he only threw the ball 318 times um the whole year like to put that in comparison like Kirk Cousins in the safe division threw that double the amount of times so you're not going to get much production um even with the additional weapons around him if you're only completing 60 percent of your passes like i don't i think there's still some like serious flaw until he can prove that he's like actually accurate with the ball um the weapons around him aren't going to help him a ton i don't think so i like him um i i wouldn't draft him but I can see why you, you take a flyer on him because he's got some some weapons now. Yeah. And this this could be his Justin Fields year. like Or I mean, not Justin Fields, his Josh Allen year. Like, there were a couple of years of, that were rough for Josh Allen where he was just known as a running quarterback and he finally got it together. So we'll see how the coaching staff does with Justin Fields because Fields has shown in he he can make some pretty accurate throws. He has made some very impressive throws back in the day. So uh, let's hope for the best, but yeah, be cautious. Yeah, so coming out of college, he was he was not a running quarterback. Um, I know. In fact, that was sort of thought to be maybe, if anything, a little bit of a weakness. And, you know, he kind of just showed that if, if he doesn't have any other choices and you're, he's on a bad offense, he can do it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see if he can do it and stay healthy. So, guys, I'll start with you, Nick. Which of these wide receivers do you want to own? DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Darnell Mooney, or Tyler Scott? If you're in a reality sports online league and you're, like, looking to stash someone for cheap or expensive, or what do you think of this wide receiver room? Um, it's DJ Moore, and it's DJ Moore by a large, large amount. Don't like Chase Claypool. Um, and Darnell Mooney, it just seems like he's kind of been – He's kind of been 
getting that opportunity or people have been looking for him to kind of take over for like a couple years and he's just not doing it and depending on on when your draft was and what he signed for he's probably on he's probably not super cheap um so it's dj more by a by a wide margin for me i would agree i don't want any of these other wide receivers except dj Moore. or if dj Moore gets injured i'd be interested in a mooney or claypool and I'm keeping them on my bench until DJ Moore gets injured because I just don't know how much wide receiver production Justin Fields, like Hunter mentioned, can actually he can actually sustain how much wide receiver production they're actually going to give him. Hunter, you got any thoughts? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I don't want any of them. Uh, DJ Moore is is a is a good athlete and a nice wide receiver, but. I mean, when you're only throwing, I mean, maybe he, he breaks 100, 400 pass attempts. There's just not the volume there for any of these guys to have, like, big-time years. So, yep. especially with the tight end group that they have got, and we're going to talk about here in a, in a minute, um, I don't like any of the wide receivers because I think they got two pretty good tight ends that, that Fields likes to, to throw to. So, yep. so, you, think, that, well, so you think this is a Justin Fields problem, not a no-weapons problem? I think it's. I think so, uh, and maybe he proves proves it wrong this year. But until he can prove that he can complete, uh, you know, more than sixty percent of your passes and pass for over twenty touchdowns, like I don't like any wide receiver um, in the room. So let's get to the tight ends, guys. Cole Komet and their new addition, Robert Tunyon. Do you like one better than the other, Hunter? Uh, I like Komet. Uh, and I get in a fantasy aspect, he had a kind of a, a mini breakout, I'll call it. Uh, he had seven touchdowns that kind of carried that that load of the fantasy production. But this kid, I mean, I liked him coming out of college, um, out of Notre Dame, and he's just kind of been strung with some bad quarterback play. But I think he could, I think he could break out. Um, I think he's right around that tight end. Correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, but like. From that 11 to 15 range maybe yep, that's about where he's going um i think he breaks the top 10 this year um okay a scrambling quarterback's best friend is a tight end in the middle that'll bail him out um so i like i think Komet is the play uh tunyon really good uh but he had aaron Rodgers during his mvp years and so we'll see how he comes back from injury but uh, Komet, I like with Fields, um, by far, I think, is the best weapon um, in that offense. All right, Nick, do you want any of these tight ends? No, not really. I got burned by Komet last year. Um, I think I, I drafted him in that 10 to 15 range last year, and he just was he was just tough to start. Um, you yeah. didn't know if he, he was gonna. He, you didn't know if he was gonna pull in one of those touchdowns and get you 10, 15 points, or if uh, he was gonna, you know, get you two. Um, yeah. So yeah, I had him in a redraft league and kind of got burned by him. So I'm a little out on him. And then Tunyon, I mean, he's just not the same player he was before he got hurt. Um, yeah. So maybe yeah. he continues to get better and and seems to get a little bit more of that explosiveness and and flexibility and bend back, but. He yeah. just didn't I, seem like the same player last year. I don't think Tunyon helps Komet in any way, and I don't think uh, Fields, you know, Komet has been Fields' tight end the whole time, and 
I just haven't seen the production I would want to invest a pick in Cole Komet. So uh, for me, I'm out on the tight ends. I'm, I'm out on, I'm not going to want DJ Moore and I'm not going to want the wide receivers. If I'm getting somebody from this team, I'm getting Justin Fields and I might get Roshan Johnson or Khalil Herbert, but that's about it. So uh, let's move on. Let's go to Detroit, guys. What do you think about Detroit? Hunter, give me an overview. Overview on Detroit, uh, I think it's the scariest team in the NFC North. Um, watching Hard Knocks last year was awesome. Like Dan Campbell, how likable of a guy. And then they just had some good personalities on the team. Like Aiden Hutchinson was fun, easy guy to root for him. Up. I mean, but Nick's not going to like him because he's a Michigan guy. But uh, like just kind of following them through training camp and, and Hard Knocks was kind of cool. Um, and then to see them have some success and beat the Packers uh, as a Vikings fan, that was cool at the end of the year to knock the Packers out of the playoffs. So I think the vibes are, are trending in Detroit, and this is going to be a big year. Like, I think as a, for Detroit fans, like if they go 10-7, and seven, get in as a wild card, and like maybe sneak a playoff game victory, like that would change everything for them. So I think the vibes are high. All right, so uh, Nick, you got any? Well, no, I know what Nick's gonna say. Sam Laporta to the moon, but uh, we'll hold off on that. Let's go with the QBs, guys. What do you think, uh, Nick? I'll get your opinion. What do you think between Jared Goff and Hendon Hooker? What is that gonna look like this season? I think I think um, Hendon Hooker is a decent stash because I think I think if they're they're a, they're a hyped team. They're you know they're they're looking to be a team that that makes the playoffs honestly this year. And I think if they don't, they're going to start to be disappointed and they're going to start to want to point fingers. And I mean, everybody loves Dan Campbell. If I could draft uh, coaches for fantasy football, he'd be on my short list of coaches I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I, I think if they don't make the playoffs this year, Sam, uh, the uh, the quarterback, the starting quarterback hot seat is going to start to get a little hot. And you know, a lot of good weapons. Hendon Hooker might be the might be a, a decent uh, stash. Yeah, I agree. If Goff gets hurt, uh, Hendon Hooker might come in. It's not going to be till week eight or so if he doesn't get hurt, even if he impresses. But um, Hooker's a good stash in you know RSO and Superflex, deeper Superflex leagues that are dynasty format or contract league format. I like Hendon Hooker. Just keeping on to him. But let's go to the running backs. And I'm going to get my take on it first, guys. I hate to admit this, but Nick was super accurate throughout March and April on Jameer Gibbs is what it's looking like. Because they are comparing him to Marshall Falk. Some of the coaches are saying, like, this guy is unreal. And people are starting to fade David Montgomery because Jameer Gibbs is doing so well in their uh, training camp and whatnot. So, uh, Nick, you want to gloat a little bit? I'm not ready to start gloating yet, um, and I don't know. I don't know that I love the Marshall Falk one, but I think I think a, a little bit smaller Alvin Kamara is probably fair, with maybe David Montgomery taking um, kind of that Ingram role of of more goal line and, and a little bit of early down, kind of a younger Alvin Kamara where he was used. Not maybe not quite as heavily as he's used now. All right, uh, Hunter, what do you think of the Jamar Gibbs David Montgomery conundrum? Well, first off, it's Jameer Gibbs. I've been Jameer. I always say Jamar. I know it. I I've been uh, correcting you on this Jameer. for months now. It's time to, to learn his name. 
I'm, it's uh, ingrained in my brain. Jameer Gibbs is a stud, and we've been saying it for a long time now. There was uh, some clear-cut studs at the top of that running back class. Um, a pretty severe drop-off after him. I mean, I, I think Jameer Gibbs... I mean, I'll, I'll throw out a bold statement. I think Jameer Gibbs could be, like, top seven running back this year. There is huge opportunity in that offense. Jared Goff had a sneaky, really good year last year. He did. And you get rid of your top two backs, in which you used them a ton. Um, there's just a lot of carries, a lot of touches available. And, yeah, I mean, the reports are all good. I think they're going to use them a little bit like Christian McCaffrey gets used they're gonna move him around a lot um use him in the slot he's i mean we said said in our pre-draft analysis he was one of the better pass catching running backs this class or any previous classes um before him and i mean you get to use him like mccaffrey that's a pretty special fantasy player so yeah i like him a lot i agree go out and grab him while you can and draft him and redraft that's what i'd say also in that uh, running back room i keep an eye on ibrahim out of minnesota Yep, if he's, yep, if he's coming back from injury and, you know, by the end of the year, he's stealing two, three, four carries a game, he might be somebody you want to scoop up. Because, um, I mean, David Montgomery has a lot of a lot of wear on those tires. He's not going to be yep. – whatever I he can. is this year, he's you not going to be for many more. His stats yeah. are not all that great other than in excess. Like, he doesn't have – super analytical greatness on his side he's just been heavily used and that's that's kind of what i see when i'm looking at his stats and looking at his production is he got heavy usage at chicago but he didn't really impress us in my opinion so i think you know he might be a cut after next year or something like that because you know how dispensable running backs are in the nfl but uh okay guys let's go to the wide receivers We've got Amon Ross St. Brown. We've got Jamison Williams with a six-game suspension for basically uh, betting in the clubhouse or something. And Josh Reynolds and Marvin Jones because DJ Shark is gone. So where do you guys see? I, I think it's St. Brown and Williams. Jamison Williams, do you guys like him? Hunter, who do you want from this wide receiver room on your team? Uh, well, I mean, obviously everything is... Uh, you know, where can you get him? But I like Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, I think he's a good player. Good uh, good two on a team. Um, I do I do like uh, Jameson Williams stashing. I, all I can see is Jameson Williams torching Georgia's defense over and over and over. Like, if he does not get hurt... I think they probably beat Georgia in the national championship game. Um, in what what year would that be? Twenty twenty one. So the Duke can play. I mean, we'll see what it's like after the suspension and how they incorporate him into the offense. If he can actually get yeah. his feet in it and and get kind of established, but find a role. Um, but I do like if you could store him. I think he could be a big time player. He's got he's Christian Watson. He's Christian Watson to the Lions what Christian Watson is to the Packers. So, yeah. a huge deep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And it's just like, um, with Jameson Williams, can you get him at the right time? Can you stash him? 
can you actually get what you need? And with Jameson Williams, can you do what is right and kind of trade for him in week two or three when somebody's getting impatient? So Williams is a good stash, but uh, Nick, is there anybody that pops out for you for the wide receivers? Anybody you want on your team? Yeah, kind of similar. I mean, St. Brown is probably the most proven quantity there. Um, I like him as like a a wide receiver two-ish. But yeah, Jamison Williams is interesting. I loved him coming out of college. I was trying to draft him. Um, And if you can get him for a discount now because he's barely played in two years and somebody's getting a little impatient, I think that's pretty tempting. Um, Because one of those other three guys is going to end up being productive i mean the, the lions offense is explosive enough you're gonna get two decent you know productive receivers out of it it's just a question of which of those three and i'm betting on williams but with with williams out for six games are you guys touching marvin jones or josh reynolds is there anybody would you keep them on your roster for the first six games and try to flip them or something you think it's possible i, I, I personally wouldn't no no i don't think it's possible either i think they'll go heavy with Almon Ross St. Brown and pass to Jameer Gibbs. Jamar, Jameer, Jameer, Jameer Gibbs. But hey, the tight end room, the tight end room, we'll let Hunt Nick start on this. My tight ends to watch on Detroit Lions is just one, and yep, it's, it's Sam, Sam LaPorta, baby. I mean, the Sam LaPorta. Yeah, for Nick's as cheap as you can get him. I mean, Name me another name me another tight end in the last five years that you could get in the third round of a draft of a of a rookie draft. That's where I got him in our rookie draft. I, I think he's going in the second round of a lot of them. And I think this guy, I mean, he might be the most productive rookie tight end not named Pitts. And he might even pass him up. I mean, the one touchdown thing for Pitts was was rough. So he might even be able to pass him. Um Detroit uses the tight end. I mean, we saw that with Hawkinson. And uh, who are they going to throw to? Brock Wright? No, I don't think so. I think it's Sam Laporta. Hunter, you got any thoughts about Sam, our good friend? I mean, tight tight end you is Iowa. Yeah. I don't think there's any uh, argument there. So, um, you could probably say Notre Dame and Georgia are good too. But, I mean, George Kittle, Noah Fant. Uh, Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Yeah, they, I mean, they produce tight ends. They know obviously know how to coach them. So it's a pretty. I'd say that's a pretty safe pick too. I think Laporte is is going to play um, a lot of downs and be pretty productive. So yeah. Nick, you're spot I mean, on. I mean, the guy played corner and wide receiver in high school. He didn't play tight end until he got to Iowa. So he's still even developing in a lot of ways. That's really interesting. I did not know that. So they they just put weight on him. Yeah. That's yeah. Corner and wide receiver. That's interesting. Yeah. But, uh, all right, let's go to the Packers. On the Packers, we'll start with a QB, Jordan Love. Where is your Love-O-Meter, Hunter Pinky? Um, I think, I think Jordan Love could be pretty good. I hate to say this, but, uh, I don't think the Packers would have handled the Aaron Rodgers situation if they didn't think there was a, a chance they could go and win with Jordan Love. Like, yep. the Vikings with Kellen Moore saw he was terrible and moved on. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the, the Packers with Jordan Love have seen bursts, have had to have seen bursts, and I think maybe as fans we've seen it a little bit in, in the 
the slight amount of opportunities we've gotten to see him um, in a regular season game, like there has to be something there that makes them believe like this, this is our dude. Um, so yep. I like him. I actually, I think he could have a really big year um, yep. and the Packers could be right back where they're used to being at the top of this division. Nick, you got anything to say about Jordan Love? I think I think he could be kind of what Justin Fields was last year. Um, a lot of run heavy, um, not a maybe a great NFL quarterback, but a pretty decent fantasy quarterback. Um, yeah. I think yeah. you're probably safe giving him a couple year contract because I don't. I think he could be pretty bad this year, and they won't give him the axe just because they're so young. They'll probably give him at least two yeah. years. Yeah. Um, before they they uh, start looking for another option, yeah. But yeah, I think he I think he can be a productive. I think he can and should be a productive fantasy quarterback if just because of his legs. Yep, that, that's a good point. He's got good legs and he's got a dual headed monster behind him in the backfield. Like yep. yeah, love uh, the he's, he's got this running game that he can rely on and they can use the clock, and then it sets up play action with maybe the most explosive deep threat in the NFL right now. I mean, you could Whoa. say Christian Watson. Whoa. You could say Christian Watson, and this is coming from a UND guy, saying this about an NDSU guy. You could say Christian Watson is one of the top three most dangerous deep threats in the NFL. Oh, absolutely. That's, there's nothing wrong. He that, proved that, that in his rookie year. It's set. only getting better. So I will, got, We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I, I mean... It's it's one thing to come out and and surprise people for a few games, as like the second or third wide receiver on a team. It's another thing to be the guy, and and have to do it every week. Twenty percent of Christian Watson's catches last year were touchdowns. Yeah, that is explosive. So either That's he's the, either he's the second coming of Randy Moss, or he kind of caught people off guard. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I don't know if catching people off guard, like he did it over and over and over on the second half of the season. He yeah, really didn't play the first year. half of the season. Do you guys remember watching the Vikings in Green Bay, the first game of the year, Hunter? Do you, do you remember that play where Rodgers threw it to him? It was the first was play of the season open. for him. It was the yeah. first play yeah. of the season. And that and completely just, ruined it, but it would have been completely a ruined his too. first part. <laughs> yeah, I we'll see. I don't know. I mean, where are you putting him at? If so, if he's one of the top three most explosive wide receivers in the league, are you is, are you, uh, are you comfortable with him at wide receiver one on your team? Uh, nah, easy, easy. Now there is you a said difference. Explosive, Explo- explosive, and consistent production are different. I'm just saying, so as a home run hitter, he's one of the best, and I think that is a young quarterback's. I mean, that's, that's going to help him. Having a consistent run game that sets up a play action with Christian Watson, I think. So who's your other time. Who's your other two? It'd be like uh, it'd be like Equinamia St. Brown and uh, Tyreek no, Hill? No, 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 no. The wide receiver room looks like this, guys. It's Christian Washington. It's Romeo Dubs, who proved in his rookie year. No, no, no. I'm saying for the Hunters' three most explosive wide receivers in the league, it's what, Christian oh, Watson, oh. Equinamia St. Brown, and Tyreek Hill? Uh, Tyree Kill is definitely in there, top three, no doubt about it. Well, I mean, what's St. Brown's what's St. Brown's touchdown percentage? That's got to be pretty high. He pretty much just catches deep balls for the Chiefs. I, I'm trying to think of who the other three would be. 
there's there's some explosion, but I mean, really, if he wasn't injured all the time, think of what Kadarius Tony could be in with Patrick Mahomes. He showed flashes in the playoffs. I like Tony, but uh, let's go back. Let's go to an interesting. The wide receiver three, wide receiver four, wide receiver five for Green Bay is pretty trash. It's Jaden Reed, Davontian Wicks, and uh, Yamori Tori or something. I don't know how to say his name. Yeah, but yeah, and they're just they're just kind of. But what do you think about Romeo Dubs, Nick? Dubs has a can carve out a role and get some production this year. I don't know. I, unless you can get him for super super cheap. I don't want any of Green Bay's receivers. Like, I don't. I don't want Watson. I don't want Dubs. I don't like until we see what uh, what they can do with the quarterback position and what this offense looks like. I think this offense is going to look like. I don't know if you guys remember a couple years ago when they they first started implementing this offense. Like their offense didn't do much. It was a lot of defense and 17-14 games, and I think they're going to kind of go back to that. A lot of running the football, not a lot of passing, not a lot of fireworks. All right. Well, let's move to the uh, running backs. We love the running backs. Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. They're startable assets. They're people you should get on your team. If they're available at a certain point in your draft, you want to get them. And does anyone contest with that? Nope. nope. In fact, I think you might want both of them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Do you want both of them on the same team, or do you want them on separate teams, Nick? No, no. I mean, I, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be unhappy if I had both of them on my team, and I spent a little bit of money to do it. Yep. Okay. Hunter, what are your thoughts on Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon? Who are you going for in drafts or paying for? Well, I think Aaron Jones. They they don't even use him enough, but. Uh, I like both of them. Who do, who am I going for? Yeah, I'm with Nick. If you can get both of them, get both of them. Um, yeah. Because they're even more so this year. I think they're going to rely on that run game. So I think there's going to be a lot of short passes to Aaron Jones going for 15, 20 yards and potential touchdown increase for both of them. I think they're going to like Nick said. They're going to rely on the run game more than they ever have, especially as Jordan Love gets comfortable being the starting quarterback. So, uh, and especially with the third most explosive wide receiver in the league, they're not going to be able to stack the box at all. No, no, they aren't. We're going to see right. a lot of six and seven man boxes. So, we you agree know, that with, with double and triple coverage rolling to Christian Watson. We agree that the packing running backs, Packer running backs are studs and could only get better. Uh, tight ends Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave, Hunter, quickly, who do you want? Uh, neither. Neither. Nick, who do you want? Same boat, neither. I would, I would like to look at them uh, in redraft on a uh, on a waiver wire and see how they do after week five, week six. They might be my tight end because you know I like to stream tight ends. But I'll see how they do. But they, yes, they should be on your waiver wire um, if you have them in um, a rookie draft. You, your rookie draft was probably four rounds, so uh, you you probably got uh, a bit of long bench or a, a very long bench so let's go to the vikings guys let's start with the qbs let's start with the qbs kirk cousins jaron hall is there any reason hunter you go first 
No. No? No reason to like him? Nope. He's not, yeah, not even a scaffy last uh, no, I, I don't think so. Not this yeah. year. No. Nope. All right. Yeah. So how do you like Cousins, Hunter? Now, I mean, I am biased. I'm a Vikings fan. But the guy has put up stats year after year as a fantasy quarterback that you could get in a later round. I think he's really, really, really productive. Uh, he's been top 10, I think, the past four or five years. I think last year he ended up at number seven. And all his offense did was get better um, in the offseason. So you add Addison, you've got now in year two of Kevin O'Connell's offense. That That's probably an underrated factor is last year was the first year in a new system. Like you get another year under your belt, so much more comfortable. Your reads became quicker. You get another year throwing to these guys um, in the concepts. I think Kirk Cousins um, is going to have another really productive year um, if that offensive line holds up. So if he can stay um, stay healthy and not get hit too much because his offensive line um, is giving up three rushers, uh, big year from Kirk. Nick, what are your thoughts? Yeah, pretty much the same. I think if I think it's okay to keep an eye on Hull if they don't sort of replace him as as sort of the backup quarterback in waiting this year. You can maybe think about him next year. I think it's a little early to pull the trigger on him this year. Um, okay. Same kind of thoughts on on Cousins. I think you're you're very happy if he's your number two quarterback in a super flex and uh, you're okay with him as your QB one, maybe looking to find something else, but he's your QB two, you're, you're pretty pumped. Yep, I agree. I agree completely with what you guys said. Good analysis. All right, now let's go to the running backs. Here, the running backs are interesting for me because they've got Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler, Dwayne McBride. All three of them have potential and have shown potential in the past. But uh, Madison is clearly the, the first guy to get the starting bid because of how much they paid him, um, what they think his value is. But uh, I could see any of these guys becoming the man at some point. But the thing that separates Madison, in my opinion, is his uh, pass-catching ability. And the fact that they can use him as a three-down back. So, uh, guys, do you you guys have any love for Ty Chandler or Dwayne McBride? Or is it going to take a Madison injury? Nick, you go first. Probably more McBride than Chandler, but... Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see if Madison moves into that Delvin Cook role. Hopefully you got Madison on the cheap when he was Delvin Cook's handcuff and, and you can afford to kind of ride that out and you don't have to pay a lot for it. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be interesting yeah. to see if he he's the feature back or if, or if McBride starts to chip into that first and second down spot. Yeah. Hunter, what are your thoughts? Man, we uh, we talked about Dwayne McBride a long, long time ago, and now uh, we get to talk about him on our favorite team. I like I like McBride better than I like Chandler. Um, I think, like Nick said, Dwayne McBride is a better first and down, first and second down back than he is a third down back. So yep. we'll see how they they use him because Madison has obviously been. Um, a pretty good third down back. One one thing that is 
is uh, not seen maybe by the common fan is how do you pass block? So I gotta be honest, I have no idea how Ty Chandler or Dwayne McBride pass block. Um, Dwayne McBride didn't pass block a lot at UAB because he had the ball a lot. So um, we'll see. I I have no idea. That's something that we're probably not going to know unless we go to training camp and watch um, until we get to actually see him in some games. So You guys want to head to Minneapolis? Meet meet in Minneapolis? You're the the closest, Joe. I think that sounds like a homework assignment for you. All right. Okay. I'm going to training camp. I wish. Uh, all right, guys. So let's go to the tight end. The tight ends, the tight ends are just one man. It's T.J. Hawkinson. Um, T.J. Hawkinson to the moon. If you go by his last his games in Minnesota, if he gets more ingrained in the offense than he was when he just showed up in like week nine, uh, what do you view for him this year, Hunter? I love T.J. Hawkinson. Um... I think Kirk is going to use him really well again this year. I mean, the fact that he kind of burst onto the scene, that's that's hard to do um, when you haven't had experience with guys and getting the timing down and just like, you know, maybe it's not in the call, play call, but you see this on the field and, yep, I know Kirk's going to see it too, so I'm just going to kind of go off and do my thing. I mean, people – wonder how Kelsey and Mahomes have been doing it. I mean, they're, they both just have such good instincts. So I think if that instinct can kind of get built between Kirk and Hawkinson, hopefully in this offseason, he could have a big year. I think of, I think he's probably uh, tight end three. Um, and he's very, very valid there. And I think he's uh, I think he's just due for a big, big year. I agree. I think he's a top three tight end. Um, at worst, I think he'll be fourth or fifth because but it'll depend injuries always happen nick do you got any comments on tj yeah i think he's gonna crash the uh mark andrews uh travis kelsey party and be right there with those guys um because uh like the year the year two thing is big um but also i mean adam thielen is out of the offense now and that's a lot of targets to to eat up um, a lot of red zone, kind of right? in that shorter portion of the field and I know Hunter's already mentioned Addison I'm not that high on Addison I don't think a, a, a rookie a small rookie slot receiver is going to take that many targets and Osborne has you know yet to make the jump it seems like we've been waiting for him to kind of take over that Adam Thielen spot for a couple of years now and he hasn't been able yep. to do it so yeah I think Hawkinson's so, going to gobble up a lot I would say agree with Hawkinson. We think one one other thing, Joe. I got one thing. Uh, The signing of Josh Oliver is kind of an interesting, interesting point, I guess, in that room. I mean, he has no fantasy value, but they signed him for quite a bit of money uh, for a tight end too uh, in the room. And the reason is because he's one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. Okay. So I see a lot of 12 personnel like the Rams did when they won the Super Bowl. Um, they ran a lot of 11, but I think you're going to see more 12 uh, personnel play action stuff with Hawkinson um, being the receiving threat and having him split out because Oliver can be yeah. more of that in-line yeah. tight end. So even more reason why I like TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, good point. Good point. All right, guys, let's go to the wide receivers. We've got Justin Jefferson. 
the best wide receiver in the NFL. No one's even close. Don't even dare say a name from Cincinnati. Uh, we got Jordan Addison and we got KJ Osborne. Um, really, for me, the guy to own is Justin Jefferson. Addison, you could take a flyer on. Osborne, years to wow us, like Nick said. We haven't been really wowed. And he's been, we've been begging him. Minnesota had been begging him to take over Thielen's role, but Thielen continued to keep his role. And I think those red zone targets might go to Hawkinson. Uh, they're probably not going to go to Addison. They're probably going to get divvied up between Jefferson and Hawkinson. So, uh, is there anyone you guys want to own other than Justin Jefferson? Dan, yeah, no, that pretty much answers it. They're fine on the bench for me. I'm the, I, I don't want to have to be depending on any of them to start. Oh, I even agree. Like, yeah. my, as my like third wide receiver. Yeah. You don't yeah. want them in your top three wide receivers. You don't want them as a flex. You want Addison or Osborne just in case Jefferson gets hurt. That's the thing about this this league, this NFL. It's a physical game. There are injuries all the time. So maybe keep Addison or Osborne just in case of injury. And just like, you know, the running back room, every running back room is going to have some sort of, it seems like, injury or something close to a few missed games or managed workloads. So... That's why I'm really interested with Dwayne McBride, Alexander Madison, and Ty Chandler, because I see them as all similar value. But I see Madison as the outlier because Madison passes pass catches. So guys, you got any you got any big uh, lofty predictions for the NFC North? Anything that, you know, fantasy wise you think is gonna happen that most people don't? I'm gonna start with mine. Mine is um, Hendon Hooker will start by week 12 and lead the Detroit Lions into the playoffs. Whoa. He will lead the Detroit Lions not only into the playoffs, but I'm a Vikings fan, and I think the Lions are going to win the division. Is this because of injury, or is he just going to pass off? Some way, somehow, he's going to pass off. I don't know if it's injury or it's just being better, but Hooker, I've always liked him. So, you guys got anything? Jordan Love. What do you think on Jordan Love? Bold. What's his stats this year? Uh, I think Jordan Love, I think, sadly, is going to be a pretty good player. Um, my bold prediction, uh, I like the Lions, but here's my bold prediction. I think the Packers are going to win the division. Um, the Lions The Lions will be the wild card, and um, Jordan Love will have a breakout season. Okay. Okay. So you're taking the Vikings completely out of it. I hope not, but yeah. I think the Vikings, I don't think the Vikings are going to make the playoffs. I just, there is way too many question marks on their defense. I know. Um, so like, Brian Flores can help, but you got to have yeah. players and tell those guys uh, prove themselves. Uh, I'm pretty speculative. They're going to be scoring 28 points a game and they're going to be losing 31 to 28 probably most games. That's what I'm predicting too. They got really lucky last year to go 13 and 4. They how many close games like 10 games they won under 7 points. So their their record was a little misleading last year. Nick, what do you like from this group? Sam LaPorta, how many touchdowns? Yep, I think I think Sam LaPorta is going to be the second best tight end in the division. He's going to pass the Met, he's going to pass whatever Green Bay rolls out there. It's going to be 
It's going to be TJ. I Hawkins actually don't think Sam that's Laporta. that bold. I think I absolutely think Sam Laporta is going to be the second best production tight end with Komet and Tunyon joining forces and kind of negating each other and Kraft and Musgrave, Musgrave both being rookies kind of competing against each other. That's not that bold. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty bold considering I got him in the third round. Okay, no, apparently okay, nobody yeah. likes him. Yeah, yeah that's third true. round of a rookie draft. A tight end that I, you know, that I'm thinking is probably going to be a, you know, right in that, you know, 10 to 15 range. All right. By the end of the year. Well, that's the show, guys. Thanks for tuning in to In the Family Fantasy Football Podcast. If you want to go back, you can look at our AFC North or you can look at our uh, rookie draft we did a long time ago. But we are going to be doing more uh, division breakdowns of the fantasy assets and just going over what we like, what we don't like. Um, We'll try to do it weekly. Um, but our schedules are conflicting sometimes, so we'll try to get this out weekly. And uh, thank you for listening. You guys, got any closing remarks to our listeners? School Vikes. School Vikings. <laughs> All right. Peace. See you, Joe.